Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely sometimes, you know. Hey, Susan, don't do all that. There's another way to enjoy random conversations? Now, thanks to the podcast show, I can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week. No more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation. Tune in weekly on Wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to the Toddcast show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toddcast show. My name is Todd Mira, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The Toddcast show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers. We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the Toddcast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at ToddCastShow.com. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Toddcast Show. Today we're joined by Michelle Preston. How you doing, Michelle? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much. Where are you calling from today? I am calling from a little town in Washington called Snohomish. Snohomish. I know where that is, kind of, or at least I've heard of it. Um, I had a friend in college that uh, we were doing math together, and she came from Snohomish. It's a really nice little town from what I understand. It is. It's, it's really cute. It's growing, though. There's lots of people that are moving out here, so it's getting bigger, but still beautiful. Nice. And is that uh, close to Seattle? Um, it's about 30, 40 minutes uh, north of Seattle. I see. Cool. Wow. What's yeah. life like there? Is it pretty chill? In Snohomish or in Seattle? <laughs> oh, where, you, where you are. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, forget about Seattle. We already know. No. Turn on the news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seattle's a dump. Um, no, uh, yeah, Snohomish is great. It's, you know, it's, life is good. It's um, kind of a... It's a hybrid community of like some rural farming, um, and then just kind of like like kind of distant suburb um, type living. So lots of families, lots of kids, and uh, just you get the occasional horse farm. There's I'm in the valley right now, which has lots of um, like cornfields and pumpkin patches and Christmas trees and all that jazz. So oh, that it's sounds a, great. It's a, yeah, it's a nice little hybrid spot. That's cool. Yeah, I'm one of um, one of the, I guess, few straight guys that likes all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, then this needs to be on your list to visit because yeah. come in the fall when all the pumpkin patches are open. Okay, bucket list. 
<laughs> we have a farm. We have a farm here called um, Mortimer's Farm, and uh, it's kind of like you know they do the little thing where you know they carve out the maize in in the hay and all that kind of stuff. And oh yeah, it's really entertaining. But boy, oh boy, a lot of people show up for it, like from everywhere. It's packed with pickup trucks, like you wouldn't believe. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like that here too. Like the Halloween, of course, just passed, so. The whole month of October, the the traffic around here is horrific because people are all doing the pumpkin patches. But we have some really nice ones out here. And there's one in particular that has really good food. That's the only reason I go is for the food. I don't oh, care about yeah. the pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, great. totally, totally. Do they make, like, uh, pumpkin food or is it just, like, really good sandwiches and stuff? Well, they also have – so aside from pumpkins, they also have an apple orchard. So you can oh. do – you pick pumpkins and you pick apples. Oh, and boy. so they make – like apple cider donuts, oh, which are to die for. Yeah. Um, and then they have like, you know, the fair food kind of like fries and corn dogs and, oh, corn on the cob is huge because mm-hmm. they, they grow corn there too. So right. roasted corn dipped in butter, you know, it's delicious. That's so bitchin'. That sounds really good. Um, that's making me hungry actually. I, I gotta go. <laughs> I, I gotta I know, go. Really. We'll cut yeah. this short. Don't worry. Right, right, right. Um, just kidding. Of course. Um, Corn is a weird thing, you know, and most people might not realize this buying it in the grocery store. I used to live in central Florida, and one day we were uh, out scuba diving or snorkeling or something, and we happened across this town called Zellwood, and apparently Zellwood is like the corn capital of Florida. (laughs) I didn't, didn't know there was such a thing, right? Like, I mean, corn in Florida, what? And so it was in that place that I learned that corn apparently loses its flavor literally by the minute when it's taken off of the vine. And so, like, for the first time in my life, I had corn that was picked, like, an hour before, and it was off the charts. I mean, it took a couple hours to get it home and everything, but, like, it was so different. Like, I was really surprised. Oh, wow. That's you interesting. Know? I had no idea. Well, I'll be growing my own next year, so we'll see yeah. how it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't mean to get corny on you or anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Too late. Right. Pachung. And uh, so were you born in uh, the area, or did you come from someplace else, another planet? Like, where are you from? Well, certainly another planet, but um, in this <laughs> lifetime, definitely um, I was raised, born and raised here in the Pacific Northwest. I grew up in a small town uh, at the time from awesome. here called Bothell, um, about 30 minutes, or no, but yeah, 20, 30 minutes from where I live now um, mm-hmm. in a small town called Bothell. And just so you know, I'm like fourth generation Bothellite. So mm-hmm. I'm like basically Bothell royalty around here. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my grandfather and I all went to the same high school. Um, and so we, we grew up here and um, I haven't ventured too far. I lived in South Carolina for a while. Um, but other than that, I've been a Washingtonian my whole life. That's cool, man. I mean, how do you celebrate something like that? Is it matching flannels, like um, <laughs> gold, golden teeth, like a special gun gun rack for your pickup truck? Like, <laughs> right. It's just held within the heart space. That's all. Excellent. It's a very special <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was reminiscing on Arizona's ways of celebrating things. There's a lot of self-expression in Arizona, let me tell you. Oh, um, yeah. How would that go down there in Washington, like uh, the folks that are pro-gun and, you know, pro-freedom and all that stuff, would they do well in that area or is it more um, the other way? Yeah, where I am right now, yes, it would be just fine. Oh, Um, that's cool. 
Yeah, in fact, we had, I forget when it was, but a couple years ago, there was an instance where, I don't, I don't know if there was a man that had a gun out in the street or something, like, I don't know if he, someone spotted him or whatever, but or, there was some sort of a people of some kind. And before you knew it, there were, there was like a, a train of men and rifles and shotguns that were per, like parading the street, <laughs> like oh. protecting, try, like ready to protect. Awesome. Um, from like Bitchin'. crazy. So yeah, it's, it's okay here, but Seattle, no. That's not, cool. Not so yeah, yeah, Seattle be a crazy, <laughs> like you go there to get your Grand Theft Auto skills up. Um, yeah. For the video game, I mean, joking, of course. Um, Jesus. That's good. <laughs> but not though, far, actually. not far off, really. Actually, mm-hmm. we, we have, we don't have so many car thefts, but we do have a lot of, a lot of fentanyl on the mm-hmm. buses. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We have a lot of homeless, um, lots of trash on the side of the roads, homeless camps, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it used to be, you know, I grew up here. So um, it used to be such a beautiful city. It was, um, you know, they don't call it the Emerald City for nothing. It, it mm-hmm. The trees, the mountains, the water, it's gorgeous. And wow. it's just such a shame what's happened to it over the years, you know, the past few years especially. Um, but you know, Amazon moved in downtown and oh, bought a whole bunch right, of real yeah. estate and, and, and it's nice because they've redone a lot of the streets and roads, which were very small, really, for the amount of traffic that Seattle used to get. Um, so, so really Amazon did us a favor in kind of modernizing the city, but, um, and it, and they made it very beautiful, but now it's just gone to hell because it's, it's, people are just, you know, peeing in the street and windows wow. are boarded up and businesses are closed and, I mean, it's it's such a shame. It was such a beautiful place. And how long ago was that? Just a couple of years ago? It got, well, I'd say it's changed over the past probably 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. But over the past, obviously, like post, or, you know, the COVID, start of COVID is mm-hmm. when it really started to tank. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. It's, it's still a beautiful place, though. If you want to come down and do the touristy thing, like go to Pike Place Market and stuff like that, um, and the Space Needle, and then we have the Experience Music Project, and the new um, Climate Pledge Arena, which is really beautiful um, for events and stuff. I went to a concert there not too long ago. It's really nice. So, mm. like, there's still, you know, some touristy things that are really nice, but you don't want to live there. You don't want to hang out there. You know, go do your thing and leave, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. What concert did you see? I saw Odessa. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's so bitchin'. I know who they are. That's a great band. Wow. I'm, How neat. I'm glad you know them because they're amazing. This is the third show I think I've seen of theirs, and it's just they're incredible. They do an amazing show. Yeah, I love that kind of music. I'm I've made a lot of electronic music and stuff over the years, and some of the newer bands I've just come to really appreciate and love, like the eclectic nature of their style and. It's really weird how things have changed, you know, like uh yeah. you used to have to have a room full of people to do the kind of shit like one person does like with a little device. It's amazing. It's Right. Yeah. The way they loop sounds and stuff. It's really, yeah. it's so cool. But they do, their shows are like fireworks and confetti falling from the ceiling and oh. um, they have their own drum line. So, wow. um, and you can actually find them on Instagram and stuff like the Odessa drum line has their own handle, but their their drum line is incredible and um their performance like th- they're just the art behind 
you know, I was thinking to myself, like, who does their their art production in this, like the production design of this show? Because it is like another level of creative. It's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just double checking to see. Um, it is the same band exactly that I'm thinking of. I yeah. can clearly see there's a lot I need to discover, though. Yes. Um, man, wow. Yeah, it, you have it's to go so neat. out there on. Oh, sorry. There, oh, no, you're after, good. Out there on YouTube, there's a trailer for Odessa, and it's at um, the, at Red Rocks mm-hmm. Amphitheater, and it is the coolest trailer. So you just go go investigate YouTube, go find some videos of their shows. It's amazing. Definitely, yeah. I just I found them on Spotify. Actually, I, I feel like an idiot. I just discovered Spotify not long ago. Like <laughs> how, how useful it really is, and I yeah. I thought it was just a bunch of hype, but it's like holy crap, like every band that I can think of that I used to listen to when I was younger is there. So it's like, uh-huh. wow, I can listen to all these old albums and everything. I've been having a great time with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I that's how it. I, yeah, that's how I, I just referenced it. And uh, all of their albums are on here. So yeah, wow, it does. It's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, music has changed quite a bit, actually. And uh, may I ask your age? Is it all right to ask age? How, how old are no, you? No, it's totally fine. I am 41. Okay, 41. I'm I, 50. Just thinking okay. generation, generationally where we're at together and yeah, that sort of thing. It seems, seems like you're kind of an 80s, 90s person, right? Yes, absolutely. I tell my boys <laughs> to lie to everyone and tell them I'm 29. But <laughs> I really am 41. <laughs> awesome. Good, 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 good. And um, may I ask, um, when you were a young child, did you see yourself growing into the person that you are, or is it a far stretch from what you imagined uh, growing up as a child? That's such a good question. I don't know. So my memory sucks. Um, oh, perfect. So, okay. We'll I one. know. Right. Awesome. Uh, there, I have, like, snapshot memories of my childhood, but, like, I don't have, like, uh, I don't, I, you know, obviously, I think when we're kids, we don't really know who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that as a kid, I wanted to be what my parents wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And I think what, and I think at the time, I didn't have an idea of what they, like, they didn't say, I want you to grow up and be a doctor. Like, they didn't say anything real specific like that. But they were like, you need to grow up and, like, get good grades and go to college and get the job and have the money and buy the house. And, you know, like, so I, I had this kind of understanding of I would I would do those things, and I've done those things. Um, but in terms of who I am today, I am not the same person that I was five years ago. Awesome. And I'm then back then I was not the same person I was five years before that, mm-hmm. or and 15 years before that. So it's definitely an evolution. there's no way, yeah, yeah, no. It's it's so it's interesting. Like who I become each day is a surprise to me every day. You know, very cool. Um, yeah, and I love that about my life. I love that I have the freedom to express and to be what I want to be, mm-hmm. and um, to make that for myself. And I've but, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but I've lived lifetimes already in this yeah. one life, it feels, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And do you, um, you mentioned your parents, are your parents still together? They are. 45 years they've been married. Wow. Congratulations. That's great. Like, isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, congratulations for your parents. <laughs> That's for making it. 
Yeah, I know. Isn't that Jesus. sad that we have to like congratulate people staying together and oh, you know? I know it's so ridiculous. Together. It's so ridiculous. It used to be the norm, but now it's the exception. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. They're they're amazing. My parents are awesome. That's really cool. And uh, where do they live? Do they live near by where you are, or are they far away, or close they by? They moved. They moved two hours away from us, so I have two brothers. Um, mm-hmm. And all of us live over on this side of the mountains, on the on the west side of the mountains. And my parents moved to the east side of the mountains. Um, <laughs> I know. I was like, "What the hell? Why are you gonna? You're, you have like eight grandkids. Why the hell are you leaving here? You know?" But well, no, it's funny. Them. You put a whole mountain between you. That's like quite a statement, lady. You know? Right. And I'm like, "What are you saying? Are you like done?" A well, mountain you know between us. That's so funny. What? <laughs> Tell me, please explain your way what? out of this one. I know, no, no. I have so it's probably because they wanted to get away from us, but really, there's also some justification here. So my dad grew up in Rhode Island, okay, and he so he grew up with the seasons, the the distinct summer, spring, winter, fall. In the Pacific Northwest, on the west side of the mountains, it is perpetual gray rain from October till about April. Really? Or through April. So the the gray and the rain, like, my dad was like, I am done. When he closed his business, he's like, I'm out of here. And so that's why they moved over there, because on the west or the east side of the mountains, it's more seasonal. Sure. They get the snow, they get the sun, they get the hot weather, um, they get very, very little rain, and they get lots of sunshine. Mm. So um, it's a beautiful town they live in, and uh, they live in a little town called Leavenworth, and it's a... Bavarian-themed village. So it's, yeah. Like, it's like super the prison. Cute. Yes. <laughs> Similar, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's probably about the same funny. size. That's but funny, it's, yeah. It's really cute, and lots of tourists go there um, mm. and, and visit. It's a big kind of tourist trap, but it's it's some, somewhere everybody should go. It's real cute. So. That, that is really cool. And you mentioned siblings. Did you just have yes. one brother, or did you have more than one sibling? I have two brothers. Uh huh. Um, my I have a twin brother. Oh. And then I have a younger brother who is five years younger than us. Wow, that's so crazy. What's that like having a twin of an opposite gender? Like that's really interesting. Very yeah. Perplexing. Do you actually look the same, or is it just that you both happen to be on the same schedule uh, coming into the world? <laughs> we don't even look related. <laughs> okay. It's, it's hilarious. We both have brown eyes. Okay. Um, so that's good. Um, but that's about it. That's where the similarities stop. So my, my dad is of Italian descent. So he is dark. Um, and my mom is like everything, you know, Irish, English, you know, everything white, right? So Matt, my, my twin got my dad's look. So my, he's got black hair. He's got olive skin. Oh. Um, and he's, you know, he, he gets tan in the summer. I remember one time my dad, <laughs> my brother went to Mexico for like huh. a week or something and came back and he'd grown out his beard, like this is just scruffy, you know? And he came to my dad's house and my dad opened the door and he goes, Jesus Christ, you look like a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause he's so dark, you know? He's like, like, can you do something about this? You just, you know, you look like you're going to go and do That's something funny. bad. But anyway, so he's that it. dark. Uh, and then it. I am very white. Um, mm-hmm. Max, my twin was born with like a full head of black hair. I was born bald for, I was bald for like two years and my hair came in platinum white. So anyway, our whole lives we've been wow. like this salt and pepper, black and white, like different 
Why? Like an albino? You're an albino? <laughs> I'm not quite albino, but <laughs> I, I'm almost a shade of see-through. Like, I'm very pale, okay. naturally. Um, I, it's not Irish blood, I think, for my mom, um, which is unfortunate. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I, that's what fake tanner's for, and that's what I do. <laughs> Just to right make on. myself look alive. <laughs> wow. Fake tanning, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is big that tan. a thing? Big I, didn't, oh, I yeah. didn't know that was a thing, really. In a bottle like a, or like, you know, like lights or what? No, like a bottle. Really? I don't, I don't, I don't do the sun like at all. I'm very, because I'm very vain in terms uh, of like skin cancer and wrinkles. I, I won't go, like I, I'm like feather, you know, slather the sunscreen on. Uh, yeah. My grandma had um, a lot of like, uh, had to have a lot of things removed, like growths and stuff because she's kind of like pre-cancer. And so anyway, it's in the family. So I just avoid the sun. Um, like that but i do fake it with a bottle and i love it right on yeah i should <laughs> probably take a lesson from you they uh told me i have um a little skin cancer and i have to be careful about the sun and stuff but i mean gosh you know it's like you kind of need to be exposed to the sun a little bit you know what i mean you like, do uh, you absolutely do and i guess i live in the right climate because there is no sun here um but i you know we all have to we're all on <laughs> vitamin d up here in the pacific northwest but uh, it is, it is very it. helpful for it to get into your eyes, you know, for, for you to be able to get into your skin, to get that exposure. But it's like, you know, 20 minutes a day. It's not like all day long, yeah. you know. Yeah, so that's, I that's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. Was it a fun childhood growing up in the area where you were? It was, yeah. We had we lived in like a big neighborhood, um, you know, with, I don't know, 100 and so houses. Um, so we had lots of friends in the neighborhood, you know, back then, I mean, you can attest to this, but you know, we didn't, we, we went out in the morning. We didn't come back till it, the streetlights came on at night. You know, it was yeah. like, we were free to ride our bikes everywhere. I remember, you know, 10 years old, riding my bikes down to the store, um, you know, hanging out down there, coming back, building forts, mm-hmm. playing kick the can, you know, in the street. It, it was just such a lovely um, childhood to experience that. And having my own children today and seeing how I've raised them is so, I mean, the the environment isn't the same. You know, it's, it's not a safe. Um, you don't know your neighbor anymore. You know, it's just bizarre. People are weird these days. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You got that right. You got that right. Yeah. Huh. I wonder a lot if it's really like that everywhere or it's just certain places because I've noticed changes like that over the years. And, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Southern California, but I also lived in Florida and New York. And, you know, I've experienced some different areas. And it seems like California, even though it's all weird and everything today, was the easiest place to make the most friends and have a really good time, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was awesome, you know, and I don't know what happened. I've been here like 15 years and it's weird, you know, living in the country, it's, you get cut off, you know, from all that. Yeah. So, yeah, know, for sure. Different world. That's for sure. But the, the reason I ask is it's one of those places. It's like, Oh yeah, sure. Washington, Oregon, those sound like great places to go live until you turn on the TV, you know? Right. <laughs> I know, I know, and you know that's the narrative of the news is not one to be trusted. So you know, it, it, there are things, of course, but in day to day life, we live in a great place, and um, I grew up in a great place, and I'm I'm lucky to have had the life I've had, 
um, very privileged and I'm so grateful and thankful for that life. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not all what it seems to be on TV, <laughs> but mm. it is, it has changed for sure. Right I noticed on. it myself. Yeah. I, I really, I really noticed it when I, back in 2000, it would have been eight, I think. I moved down to South Carolina. I lived in Charleston for about 15, 16 months. Mm. Um, and, uh, that's when I really noticed the difference between Pacific Northwesterners and Southerners because oh. I never, I never, I never noticed that before. And I grew up flying to Florida every year. My grandparents retired down there. So I spent a lot of time in the South, but I never really noticed this before. But, um, I remember like I couldn't touch a door when I lived down there. I was, men were always opening doors for me. People were saying hi to me on the street. And I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, why are these people saying hi? You know? Yeah. It's just such a different vibe. And then up here, like doors slam in my face and everyone puts their head down. And of course, we mm. have this thing up here called the Seattle Freeze. Have you heard of that? Uh oh, what's that? <laughs> you should Sounds Google this. awful. Okay. Yeah, it, you should Google this. Um, but it's, it's about like how Pacific Northwesterners are like not social mm. and they're, they're not nice. <laughs> and so, and it's totally true. Like, it's probably because we have an overwhelming amount of depression up here um, because the really? weather sucks so bad. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, but, Season, um, seasonal affective disorder, I think it's called. Absolutely. Right? It's yeah. a real thing up here. But people are, you know, we have a lot of tech people. So um, uh, we have a lot of techies. We have a lot of uh, introverts um, just based on that line of work. And so everyone is very, like, shut off from everyone else. It's very, oh, you're God. very much... Yeah, it, it can Thank be you. brutal. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear to check it off my list of places that I'm thinking about moving to. Nope. 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 Yep. nope. That's not the last well. the last thing I want is a place that's not social. Right. Uh, right. Well, don't don't live in Seattle, but you could go. I mean, like I said, you know, Eastern Washington is great. Um, you know, there are other spots in Washington, but so anyway, you said the Seattle freeze. Is that what you said? Seattle freeze. Yeah. Okay. And it, and we talk, we reference that a lot in dating culture around here because people have a really really hard time dating here as well so um and that's part of the reason because we just people here just aren't that nice and they aren't that open to like meeting new people (laughs) okay okay explicit language filter turned off um yeah no question about it yeah dating is an interesting subject and I mean, it's a real shitty situation, I think, for people in a lot of different areas. And, you know, um, I am not sure what it'd be like where you are, but um, here in northern Arizona, it's hit and miss, really difficult uh, to find people who are, you know, interesting and compatible in different ways, you know, that you would normally think would just be normal, right? But, like, mm-hmm. man, it feels like you have to really hit the lottery to get, you know, the full package, you know. Yeah, you really do. At least that was my case. I I uh, got divorced back in, we separated in 2015, and I was single for six years. Wow. So right it's, it's been, yeah, it's been a Jesus. long, it was a long time till I found somebody. Right <laughs> that on. was worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a woman, you know, that's a big deal, and there's a lot of, uh, speculation because you know we'll never really know the truth you know the myth of a woman has got to be perpetuated you know there's so many mysteries for men with women it's ridiculous and uh 
you know, to me it seems idiotic because, you know, anybody half aware of anything can at least pay attention and log things into their memory bank, right? So women are really beautiful but slightly mysterious creatures. Um, <laughs> perhaps perhaps intentionally meant for us never to fully understand. <laughs> you know, that's the, perhaps, that's, that's the game know. right there. That's the game, I think. Um, but right. it's interesting how um, the perspectives are between men and women and, like, we really want the same thing, you know, but, like, I wonder what it's like for um, other people thinking about, you know, dating but then passing up opportunities to do something about it, which seems to be a pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Does that sound right to you? Because that's what I see, like, trying to get into it a little bit, like, on online dating and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Kind of a joke. It used to be a lot easier, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it comes down to people just not knowing who they are or what they really want in life. Yeah. And I, I think that's the crux of all of our issues in, in, among humanity here is that we're all kind of, you know, growing up is such an interesting, uh, part of our life. Like we're, we're, we're shaped and molded by the people around us to be what they think we should be. And then it takes us a long time to figure out what we actually are and to be comfortable with that. And and some of us never learn. Some of us never learn who we really are. We just follow the path that was given to us by the people that shaped us. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you are in that kind of dynamic where you're in a situation that isn't true to who you are, then you are not in touch with what you really need. And you can't find what you really need unless you know what you really need or want, mm-hmm. right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of this, it starts like at birth, at birth, you know, trying to navigate childhood, what's happened to you, what kind of traumas have you endured, you know, what was your role ma- models and examples and who influenced you and yada yada. And then when you become an adult, you know, how do you, what do you do with that information? Do you just keep perpetuating it and say, okay, well, my mom told me to be a doctor, so I'm just going to be a doctor, and that's what I'm going to do, and I don't really like it, but whatever, I make a lot of money, and I'm happy, I guess. And so, you know, you just end up in this space where you don't always know um, who you really are or what you really want out of life, and I think that uh, affects our dating um, and attracting a partner really difficult. Huh. Yeah, and uh, part of dating is not just, of course, the physical of meeting people and stuff. There's a spiritual component to it. Like, I've kind of settled on that part of it. Like, I believe that, you know, really strong forces, you know, between people can draw them to each other in various ways. And so Mm -hmm. it might not be as simple as just matching based on, you know, certain criteria. It's like some other kind of a cosmic force. Um you know, uh, definitely more than just an outlook. It's, uh, based on kind of, uh, you know, where you're at. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've always thought that people who are really needy, like, really, you know, don't deserve and probably don't get relationship in life. Mm-hmm. They're really mm-hmm. needy because they need to work on themselves or do whatever mm-hmm. it is to make them not needy anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, you know, right. Needy right. people burden burden the group of independent people who aren't needy. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with being needy. I'm all for supporting that sometimes and all that. But I just mean, like, thinking about dating, it's like it's a really big turnoff, even for men, too. You know, you really don't want to be around somebody who's really needy. Um, 
it seems like, though, everybody's needy. So, yes. you know, you look on social media and stuff, uh, it's just ridiculous, you know, the behavior. And I'm not sure how many mm-hmm. people really have the intelligence to break that down and understand why it's not right or normal. Like, do you think that a lot of people get it or it goes right over most people's heads, like how all this crazy social media and, you know, there's a relationship to it. I'm sure we're going to uncover this here together, but um, there's a connection between social media and personal, you know, dating choices, marriage, you know, relationships, right? Oh, yeah. uh, So, yeah, what do you think about that connection? And is it destructive? Is it constructive? Can it be? Like, I mean, what do you think about all that? Because it's a huge, weird thing. It's like opposing forces. It is. Yep. It is bizarre. And I will say they don't call them influencers for nothing. Mm. So their job is to influence you to have their life, to be like them, to dress like them, to look like them to have what they have, to drive their cars, to have their jobs. I want to be an influencer, too. I want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they don't call them influencers for nothing. Social media is the absolute devil. Um, but in my life, <laughs> it is a necessary evil. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that that's the case. Um, <laughs> so I think it comes down to, you know, you're, you're talking about dating and, like, neediness and, and how people are and whatever. So that's vibration. So when you are, and and this is important, this is where, you know, the self-work really comes in. When you are attracting or noticing that the people that you're drawing in are needy, that is not them. That is you. (laughs) So not that you're needy, but there's something within you that is attracting that person. So I know this because this was my life. Um, Like I said, I was single for a long time and uh, met a lot of guys. And I kept meeting the same man over and over and over and over and over again. He was very nice, attractive, um, successful, but he just, he couldn't manage his life. Like he couldn't, um, you know, his schedule was too busy. He didn't know his house was disorganized. He needed help like managing, you know, the day-to-day of his life. It's like he had the job that was really great, but he couldn't like, you know, make his bed and and put his dishes away. You know what I mean? Like it was just like something missing in all of these men. And so they were Uh needy to me, right? They were, they appeared needy. And Mm -hmm. lucky for me, because I am super codependent. So I am like, Ooh, (laughs) let me jump in and help you because I get validated when I'm helpful. And so it was something within me that was attracting these men. It was my codependency that was bringing these men into my world and making me want to move forward with them because I was like, oh, I can be of service to you. I can help you. Let me help you. You need my help. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that was my validation, right? And so, um, so it comes down to this vibrational level of like, what am I putting out? What am I really looking for? What am I really wanting or needing? And if I keep seeing patterns, there's something to that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's worth looking into. Um, but, you know, dating, social media, all of it, it's, it's such a load of crap. I mean, really, it's just nothing is, nothing is as it seems. And that's the problem that we have. This is why it doesn't work. This is why we get depressed when we spend lots of time on social media comparing our lives to someone else. This is why we can't seem to find anybody online dating because everybody's doing the same thing 
they're out there just seeking validation. They're seeking attention and no one has the balls behind it to actually proceed, right? To like put the foot to the, the, what is it? The pedal to the metal, right? The rubber to the road. Like nobody's out there being like, no, I am, I am here. I'm authentic. I know who I am. I want to get married someday. And I want to find somebody who wants to get married and I want to seek that. You know what I mean? Like there's just such this, there's this game of like, I have to be coy. I have to play hard to get. Uh, I can't be too available. Um, you know, Man. maybe I have, to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're speaking, thing. speaking to my heart here, lady. Um, <laughs> you didn't even I know, know a it. thing or two. <laughs> All right. So, um, let me throw something at you then. So I have a match dot com profile out there right and um, yes. mm-hmm. i graduated from trying the even shittier plenty of fish and all the different ones that were supposed to be free but really weren't and it's like after seeing like the scoundrels and the scammers of society for a while there i thought okay i'll actually buy the match.com thing and it's not really been all that much better uh a little bit but you know um it's not, it's like to me, it's two different people. Like it seems like there should be out of 20 people in a room, 20 people should all agree. Yes, we want stability, love and support. Sure. You know, yes, we want, you know, happiness and health and companionship, you know, as opposed to isolation, desperation and poverty or whatever. Uh, but yet people seem, like you said, you know, to lack even the basic ability to maintain or have a conversation. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. kind of shocking to me. Um, I hope it changes. Um, otherwise, I'm going to have to reevaluate my strategy. But, uh, like, so far it's really been a letdown, like, from a man's point of view. And I don't consider myself to be all that special. But, you know, I definitely am very unique and special. I have gifts and things to bring to the table. And, sure. you know, creativity i'm in touch with my emotions you know i'm very Mm -hmm. comfortable with my sexuality you know it's like i'm not super ugly you know i'm I'm aging i'm getting (laughs) getting older you know nobody vomits when i approach you know i haven't seen anyone (laughs) damn it you have all your teeth (laughs) <laughs> I do. Yeah. Actually, no. I did have one fold in the back, but no one would know. Okay. No one would know. <laughs> no one would Fair know. Fair enough. <laughs> but that's not bad. And I mean, I've never even had a cavity in my whole life. Like, no. Cavity. Awesome. That's awesome. saying Dental something. Dental care is huge. You know, it well, is saying something. You're meticulous and well right. groomed. That's very to, important. To a certain degree, yes. But what really puzzles me is. Like, and I noticed this once, I started a mobile app company for a little while with a partner guy that I was working with in the music business, and we wanted to do something kind of different, so I started a company, and I had to find a face for the company, and neither one of us wanted to be the face of the company, so I went to stock photography and got this picture of what we both thought was a normal, handsome, professional guy, and boy, I'll tell you what, everybody liked that guy, like, I mean, it was... (laughs) His picture, like women were trying to get at this dude through the company and it's like, holy shit, man. Like, are you kidding me? Like, we're trying to sell mobile apps and we've got horny women showing up. It's like, <laughs> what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> this is why people catfish, is it not? I mean, this oh, is what, this is what people do. It's so confusing. Is there a way out? Like, that's the question I have. And like, 
how can it possibly work again the way it used to work? It seems like there's a, you know, missing component. Like if it was a computer, it would just be missing like a circuit board. And it's like that circuit board is the one that makes it so the two different people looking for each other are motivated enough to reach out, shake hands, say hello, and make a connection that could ultimately, without expectation, lead to a place where that happens, right? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it's about, just uh, filling the void of uh, loneliness and all that, right? Like, I mean, why is right. it so difficult for people? It is hard because, well, A, no one is really in touch with who they are anymore. So I think that, like I said, the whole idea of influence is really messing with people. And um, I think that they're not quite sure, you know, not only they're not sure who they are, but then they feel like they don't add up. So we have we have this this um, problem of not not being comfortable with who we are, but then also this side of ourselves of feeling like we're not enough. We're not good enough. We're not like the other people. You know, we're too skinny. We're too fat. We're too tall. We're too short. We're too, you know, bald. Whatever but, the case but, may be, right? But what if you don't feel that way at all, and you think that all of those people are douchebags? <laughs> you cannot <laughs> feel that way, and that's awesome. But everyone, a lot of people out there do, and so that's what comes down to when you find the woman who can't conti- like can't hold a conversation. She has issues, right? She doesn't know she has issues. She's probably out there dating online to seek validation of some sort, but she's wasting your time. And because when you when you come to the game with a higher level of of knowledge of who you are and what you want out of life, you have to be seeking that very intentionally. And this is this is when you don't just swipe on the picture, right? This is when you start reading the profile. You're like, wow, they know the difference between there, there, and there. That's awesome. Uh, they sound educated. I think I'm gonna, think I'm gonna swipe on this person, even though she may not be what I, you know, maybe find like the most attractive. But I'm gonna give her a shot. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. It's, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna. It comes down to taking this like social media mindset of like this constant scroll of like, 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 don't like, 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 don't like, don't like, don't like. It's taking that away and really reading into and feeling. You know, this is where we talk about opening up and, like, letting yourself feel what you're reading. What does my heart say about this? What is? What do I feel in my gut? You know, like, what does this person sound like? Oh, yeah, they sound If you, you want to know cool. what my gut says is that all this online stuff is never going to work quite right. Um, yeah. It, it's possible. So let me ask you this, just to shift gears, like, let's get old school for a minute. Like, how do you approach, um, like, let's talk about it from – two different perspectives because it's important but how do you like approach let's say I'm a single man and I see a woman out in public someplace grocery store how do you approach someone without it being creepy or weird because I think that's the fear most of us as men have is we don't want to appear creepy even though our intentions might be creepy Um, we still don't want to appear that way but in reality there's a lot of us that actually have good intentions and you know, it's not just about getting laid. It's not just about self-satisfaction. It's about, hey, you're interesting, you know, uh, you know, secretly in parentheses, you know, you're, a, you're nice to look at, you know, which I think from a man's perspective is very important. You know, we like to see a woman that inspires us with beauty and that's mm-hmm. a normal thing. I think that's healthy. Um, but like, yeah. how do, how do you do it? Like, I mean, if, 
if you're a beautiful woman out in the world, which I know you are, you've had lots of experience with men approaching you and you approaching, I'm sure. Um, what is it that makes it so that someone can express themselves without it being off-putting to someone? Like if someone with a really true intention of goodness and love, you know, that just wanted to get to know you, came mm-hmm. walking up, well, how would they approach you to make you feel comfortable and non-threatened? So this is a two-parter. Um, first, I will say that I have a solution to this problem, and I want to talk about it later in a minute. Totally. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, in terms of how to approach, so I, here's the thing. So with me and my personal life, I am fairly extroverted. I will talk to anyone. I will, um, you know, I'm not, I don't shy away from any topic of conversation. I'm very open to receiving people. So if someone were to come to me, and approach me and say, well, you're really pretty, um, you know, do you want to go out sometime? I would say, oh, thank you, that's so nice, but I'm sorry, I like, I can't, or I, you know, if I'm not interested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I personally am open to that, but there are a lot of people who are not, mm-hmm. and that is nothing to do with you, that is everything to do with them. Mm-hmm. So the, that's a problem, right, because you don't know in advance. Mm-hmm. You don't know if the girl at Starbucks that you want to ask out is married, you don't know if she's a total lunatic. You don't know if she's antisocial and introverted, whatever. So when you go up, it's a crapshoot. And your odds of getting, like, rejected or turned down or whatever, when you don't know what you're getting into, your odds of rejection are very high because people are very strange. And you just don't know like, how they're, they're – we're so varied, right? Like, we're so different. So one thing that I think that would be helpful, like I know, you know, if you're at the grocery store, um, that's an awkward place. So I would say that like situationally, our situation is going to be key to approaching and having success. Okay, so, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying follow her back to her car and then No, call- definitely not. I, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, don't don't do that please do not do that um no but like really think about it like if you're at a you're at a concert or and a concert might be a little bit difficult if you're at like a um a place where you have a common interest so let's say you're at a sporting event or maybe you're in a rec league playing a sport or maybe you're taking a like paint and sip art class or something like that. Where you're, not, you're more than likely to run into somebody around here at like a farmer's market or on a trail. Sure. <laughs> right, exactly. And that makes it harder. So I'm going to tell you, those situations are harder, and here's why. When you are in a situation where you are like at an art class, let's say. Let's say you're doing an art class, and there's wine, and there's, you know, you're painting, and you're sitting in close proximity to people. There are conversations that are going on, on around you. Mm-hmm. And you pick up from people, you pick up their vibe, you pick up their energy, you pick up their words, you hear what they're saying. And when you hear what they're saying, you're hearing what they're thinking, right? So you're able to kind of gauge the level of interest of other people or the um, their intention. Like, are these women, is this group of four women just here be, to get drunk and paint? Or are they like, <laughs> is it a bachelorette party? Or the, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get more information. You get more that that trigger your senses to help you to make a better decision. And it also gives you more of an in. So when you're around somebody, just psychologically, when you spend time with somebody, let's say you're with somebody for more than 20 minutes, 
you feel a level of comfort because, you know, this guy's not going to take me out back and slit my throat most likely. You know, mm-hmm. this guy's not, you know, he doesn't smell. He's not dirty. He's not, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I feel comfortable with you when I'm around you for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you were to be in a situation like that where you are able to spend time with somebody, then you can ask it's more appropriate to be like, hey, like, I really enjoyed spending, you know, this this art class with you. Like, it'd be great. I'd love to take you out sometime if you're interested. You know what I mean? It just yeah. gives you more context to pull from. But when you are at a farmer's market or at a grocery store, like, I know when I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, don't forget the lettuce. Don't forget the lettuce. Don't forget. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so, like, one track. Right. I'm like, why I'm here. <laughs> and so That's so you, funny. It's true, though, right? So everybody's, like, we are so damn busy. You're supposed Everyone, to be happy at the grocery store. What's wrong with right? you? Yeah, I love paying $20 for a bag of produce, you know, for, like, a, an apple and six carrots, you know? I love inflation. It's awesome. So anyway, so but the, the problem is that we, when we have such limited, we have limited capacity for what we're what we're doing at the moment. Right. Sure, sure. So our minds are shut off. We're like, okay, I am here to accomplish a task. And when somebody out of left field that you've never seen before, whether he's good looking or not, comes up to approach you, it can be very off putting because yeah. you're like, well, wait a minute. Like, I'm just here getting my groceries. I don't, what? You want, what? You want to ask me? You know what I mean? It's kind of a yeah, shock to the system. I gotcha. Well, that's part and of so, what makes it so memorable. You know, it's like, I mean, you would think that if it worked out, I mean, how cool is that? You know, I just went yeah. to go get some toilet paper and came home with, uh, you know, somebody to go out with on Friday night. <laughs> right. And, and that's, and it's a total possibility, but mm-hmm. she has to, the vibe has to be there, right? Like yeah. you have to be vibing on her. She has to be vibing oh, on you. Yeah. So if somebody smiles at you, winks mm-hmm. at you, manages to run into you in various aisles, like, oh, hey, you again. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, Surprise. If, if if the vibe is there, go for it, a hundred percent. You've got but a stalker, yeah. Right, yes, stalker. <laughs> I've always wanted one. Yeah, so definitely, like it's situational. This hey, long winded. Um, no, you're totally right, and I appreciate you being candid about that. But let's turn it around because this is the taboo subject nobody wants to talk about, or at least they should, and that is women approaching men and you know, the importance of that and, uh, you know, um, let's say approaching men that might not be like uh, all Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Fabio replicated, you know, they don't all look like that, but there is mm-hmm. something attractive about them. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a while and this is how I think I know I'm getting old, which is really just, you know, internal struggle. Uh, but before, you know, some of my favorite relationships started by being approached from the other side. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, that was cool, you know. And I always have a lot of respect for a woman that speaks her mind. And I think it's kind of a turn on and sexy when a woman goes after what she wants, you know. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just fun to watch femininity do something, you know. and mm-hmm. sure. like Like playing bass, for example. Whenever I see a female bass player, to me that always stands out, like, there's mm-hmm. something kind of different about that, and it's really neat and interesting. And, you know, as a former bass player, it gets me thinking, you know, what goes through her mind when she's playing? And just really one of those weird things. But um, what do you think about that? You know, because, I mean, it does happen, and I'm guessing maybe it's more in the hookup culture or whatever, but, like, 
aren't there still people out there who are bold enough as women to say, you know what, that guy looks kind of nice, you know, I think I'm going to go and, you know, or drop a hint, you know, without it being a big game, but to be direct mm-hmm. enough to make it clear that like, hey, you're interesting, nice to meet you, you know. Yeah. Um, speak yeah. to that a little bit, like, and why doesn't that happen more? It seems like it's always been perpetrated against us, really, as men. Like, we're always the chasers. Right. It shouldn't right. be that way, I don't think, anyway. Right. Well, I have done it myself. Okay. Um, and usually they're married. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> For whatever reason. Um, that's my luck. But anyway, uh, so, so I've done it. And, and I think that what I really think is that this comes down to energetics. So women with their feminine energy and men with their masculine energy. And we, I mean, typically, right? But we both have both types of energy. So I have masculine and feminine, you have masculine and feminine, and it fluctuates by the moment. So, for example, a masculine energy is a, uh, it's a giving force. It's a making decisions, approaching women, calling the shots, taking control, right? That's the masculine energy. The feminine energy is receiving. It's the, the receiving the love, taking the compliments, Feeling all warm and fuzzy and protected and secure. Those are masculine, I'm sorry, feminine traits. So when women who are, so I am very masculine in my energy. I have a lot of masculine energy um, because I am a go-getter. I'm a go get this done. I want this. I'm going for it, whatever. That's my masculine energy. But when I am in my feminine, like in relationships, I want to be in my feminine. I don't want to be masculine. I don't want to go approaching men. I don't want to go, um, you know, ask, telling him to do this and that. I want him to come to me and I want him to compliment me and give me that kind of feminine, um, you know, fill my feminine cup, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to make me feel more like a lady. Appreciated. Right? Yeah. Right. And, and special, right? Like I, I want to feel like, um, a man notices my looks or what I'm wearing or how I smell or you know what I mean? Like I want to feel protected and secure and safe and adored, right? That's my feminine. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens is for men who want women to approach, um, that only works for women who are empowered in their masculine and Mm -hmm. um, they're out there for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, most women, I think, want to be pursued. That's the receiving feminine energy. Mm. So um, it just really depends, I think. But I did have a solution for this. Perfect. And I, it's it's still sitting it's still sitting in my <laughs> my uh, web of ideas. Well, it's launched, but I had to close it down for COVID. But so I well, developed mm-hmm. a social movement. In uh, 2018 is when I started it, and it's called the Offline Movement, mm-hmm. and what the intent is is for single people <laughs> to wear a wristband mm-hmm. that invites people to approach them. Mm. So uh, the Offline Movement is all about moving offline. It's about meeting in person. Mm-hmm. It's about... I'm wearing this wristband. I am single. I am looking to meet people. Come and talk to me. 
So imagine if you're in a bar and all the single women are wearing these wristbands. You, if they're wearing the wristband, it means they're single and it means they want to meet people. So imagine if you're in the grocery store and you see the woman wearing the band or you're at your kid's soccer game. <laughs> I'm having a lot of funny thoughts around this, but yes, I, give, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. It's a great idea. But that's, that's your invitation, right? Yeah. So, so um, it's, it's, and, and, and that's what, that's what this is all about. It's like, it gives you that, that level up and knowing that like, oh yeah, I can approach her. She's not yeah. going to shut me down because, look, she's wearing the wristband, right? So it takes away that insecurity of, like, what if she thinks I'm a creep? What if she thinks I'm a stalker, you know? So that's that's how I – that's what I started. So I have – I was selling these wristbands, and then COVID hit. Oh, <laughs> and everything shut down. And my idea – I literally had an event on Valentine's Day oh, at a bar, a local bar. And okay. we had people asking me, like – when is the next event? I want to come again. Like it was turning into kind of like a like a a mixer dating event, which was not my like intention for it. But people want it. People want to meet people in person. Totally. And so that's the direction I was going. And then literally the month next month in March of 2020, done. It was toast. Yeah. Like everything was shut down, especially in Seattle. We were locked down. Nothing was open. And so I I backburnered it. Um, and I have not brought it back to life yet. Well, so, I got a great idea for you. Um, and especially in places like this where I live, like there's uh, definitely a need for people to step up and present something. So like even like as a franchise type mindset, you know, uh, they have meetup groups and stuff and yeah. very few dating resources up in the mountains, but still down in the city. I mean, there's tons of people that would totally eat that up. And I'll bet you yeah. can find somebody that would set up a meeting and do it for you in different cities, you know, yeah. and, and you don't even have to be there. So, you know. Yeah, I thought about it um, because really that's what it's going to take. It's like, you know, I wanted it to be this like grassroots kind of like, undercover, like everybody just wears these wristbands, you know, but mm -hmm. really people need uh, a place to be introduced to it because it, it takes, you know, I've been talking about it for several minutes. Like it takes a while to kind of explain the, the yeah. purpose of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I did expand. So the, 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 the bands are black with white text. I did expand the line to include white bands with black text. Mm -hmm. And the white bands are for people who are taken but who want to meet people, like meet friends. Because that's another thing that the Seattle Freeze, like I said, Seattle yeah. Freeze is like, you know, people don't want to, but people who move here, we have a lot of transplants. So mm -hmm. people that come from California or, or Idaho or whatever, they want to meet friends. But people yeah. here are so closed off. You know what? I imagine, yeah. I, I've got something for you. Um, in uh, the pursuit of looking for guests, before I figured out how to get guests for my show, I was trying to figure out how to get guests for my show, right? <laughs> and and I'm, I'm a nobody and with nothing, and I'm just like, uh, you know, how am I going to get to get these strangers on the phone? So I started out doing it through, like, dating apps and a couple of social oh, yeah. apps that I, I thought would work. And, you know, I wasn't looking to date. I wanted to just find somebody to talk to and um, it worked out, actually. One of them came from there, but there's an app that you should check out that you would perfectly 
I mean, this aligns perfectly with your mission for your bracelet. It's an app called Boo, B-O-O. Okay. And if you just look it up, Boo, B-O-O, like, you'll be blown away. But, like, it was the first time I'd ever really seen an app that seems to be focused on all that wholesome stuff. And, like, it's moderately legit. It doesn't look like it's scammy or scummy or anything. It's like everybody, oh. everybody seemed authentic. And it was the only place I found that, like, people were looking to be friends in addition to looking for relationships. So you might nice. check that out. And it's an easy place. You could post all day long and sell the hell out of your bracelet, I'm guessing. But, like, you can make friends and then have these little conversations. And they send you into a little room where you can talk with each other. It's it, I think you'd really enjoy it, actually. And that oh, might that's be a, cool. Yeah, it might be a place to look at, you know, just how the concept of having both of those things going on together would look, you know, in an app, um, because they do, you know, it's a big social network kind of of different people that are single as well as involved, but still want to have personal friendships and stuff like that. Sure. So, you know. Awesome. I will check it out. Thank you. Yeah. I, you're welcome. I love the idea. I think it's great, actually. Um, I do too. I, it's just a shame the timing was very bad. So I, I still have the domain. Um, it's, the website isn't published right now, but, um, mm -hmm. I have the domain and I'm ready to launch it again when I, when I can. Cool. <laughs> I have the energy for it, but yeah, it's, it's a good idea. I love it. That is awesome. And we are close to being out of time together today. Um, but I want to make sure we don't miss anything that's important. So I just want to ask if, there's anything, Michelle, that you can think of that might be important to add to people listening today. I kind of wanted to go farther with a couple of topics, but time permits only so much. Uh, and as much as I'd like to just stretch it out, I don't want to make anybody mad who's gotten used to these podcasts only being an hour. <laughs> right, right. I know. Well, we'll just have to do part two. That's that fine. would we'll be great. Two. That would be awesome. But I still want to add anything. Uh, and I also want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you and what you can do to help people in their life. Um, sure. cause I know you definitely do some great work and I want to hear a little bit about that so that people listening might be able to take advantage of making contact with you. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you can find me on the gram at the high value man project. You can find me on the web at the high value man project.com. And on TikTok at the High Value Man Project. So, um, that's how you can get a hold of me. My, uh, my business is actually coaching men. Mm -hmm. So I am a, I call myself a male empowerment coach. Mm -hmm. And I coach men on their self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So my, uh, my whole business is founded on the idea that I build high value men who get what they want. And the way that I do that is I teach them about themselves. I help them learn who they are, why they're here, what their purpose is, and how to make better decisions to foster what they really want in life. So um, we've talked a lot about um, today, we've talked a lot about energetics and uh, energy, vibration. Um, we talked a lot about childhood. I am a huge believer that we are where we came from. <laughs> we have been crafted and molded by the people that – that we're supposed to love us, whether they did or not, you know, gives us with gives us more uh, things to to battle through, of course, mm -hmm. as we grow. But taking a look at uh, at where we've come from and and how we got to where we are, and then again, what's 
what's holding us back right now is what's crucial in understanding who we are. So um, that's what I do, and um, among other things. Uh, but that's my main business and what I love. And I, I work with men specifically because I feel like um, this industry, this self-help world is not geared towards men. I mean, 80% of, of readers of self-help books are women. So, um, you know, we all need to work on ourselves 100%. Women are not perfect. I am not perfect. I am a continual work in progress. Mm-hmm. We all are and we all need to be. So um, I work with men specifically because I feel like they're underserved. Yeah. And um, I'm an empath. I'm an intuitive. And I feel a lot of things. I can understand at a very deep level what people are experiencing and I feel like those gifts really help um, to guide men in their quest to a better life. That's awesome. And it's not just about making a relationship, you know, happen or whatever. It's about right. various, various things. And, you know, self-awareness is part of the self-esteem, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, tying those things in and being being thankful for your gifts and the different things that, you know, you really do have to be thankful for. I would agree, I'm guessing, that, uh, you know, we take a lot for granted and it's very common mm-hmm. for, for men and women maybe to take things for granted, but I would say men more than women, maybe. Is that true, you think? I think, I don't know if it's necessarily taking things for granted. I think it's, uh, I mean, maybe it is. I think it's more or less just not, I think it's really easy. It's easier for men to point the finger at someone else and say that's their problem or they're the reason that I'm not happy or they're the reason that I'm not getting this promotion at work. Like it's very easy for men to deflect because women have been told for centuries that we're the problem, right? We need, the women need to fix, you know, that's just the nature of being like an, an under underclassmen, man, uh, right? I mean, according to the patriarchy, women are underclassmen, right? And so, you know, we have been told for centuries that, like, you know, you're less than, and so you need to be more. You need to be better. You need to grow. You need to work on yourself. And so men haven't been getting that message all these years. And um, the reality is we all need to work, uh, but I think it's easier for men in our society and in our culture today that, to just deflect and say, well, I'm not the problem, when really... We're all the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does require a certain sense of ownership on everyone's Absolutely. part. Absolutely. You know, yep. It's, yep. it's not can't blame your problems on other people. You know. Right. That's yep, great. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah. And so, if somebody wanted to connect with you, what would they expect in terms of uh, how you work with people, and how does all of that work for you? So on my website, um, I have an option for like a free uh, discovery call. So if anybody has questions, um, they can book a discovery call. We can talk about it. Um, I do one-on-one coaching, um, and I have packages. So if you want just one session or if you want three months' worth or six months' worth or whatever, um, there's different coaching packages. Um, and then I am beta testing a group coaching program right now. So um, I'm hoping to offer that where I basically have a Slack community dedicated to all these men who are high-value men who want to be high-value men, and we all post, um, you know, they post questions, I answer, uh, we do a weekly um, in uh, Zoom call <clears throat> to ask whatever you want to ask. We also can do um, private um, messaging 
So if you have a specific question that you don't want to share with the group or whatever, so I'm beta testing that right now and hope to launch that. Right uh, probably going to be middle of next year at this point, but we'll see. Yeah. See how it goes. No worries. Yeah, it's easy. Those Slack things are, you know, more a matter of your time to sit on the other end of it. That's the hardest right. part. <laughs> yep, so. it's moderation, exactly. Yeah, I'm just a moderator, essentially. Yeah, but that's good, though. Those things are really powerful tools, and there's a lot of value that can be had there. And having access like that for people would probably mean quite a bit, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. That's, that's really cool. And so basically your coaching is for men, and uh, mm-hmm. does any of it apply to women, or is it exclusively men that you work with? It all applies to women. Um, and I would I would work with a woman if she wanted to. Um, I mean, because I can go either way. I mean, I'm obviously I know women too. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I have no problem doing that. I just marketed myself this way because I feel like men are underserved, and there are so many coaches out there helping women, and so few helping men. So <laughs> that's right why I'm I'm out in the male the male force. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's great, and I really appreciate this. Um, is there anything else you might like to add before we wrap up today? Um, I don't think so. I think we've covered everything, really. But we should do a part two, and uh, we can we can jam more on whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. I would really like that, actually, because I know we're just kind of getting, you know, part of my shtick is to get to know the person. So um, maybe season two can be diving deeper into content I, I was kind of thinking of that actually because it would have been like we could have covered a lot of ground if we oh, really yeah. got got started you know on the right track for that but um for now that's what it's about so you know they'll want to tune in in season two to find out a little more about michelle's wonderful knowledge about men <laughs> yeah <laughs> and everything else i know lots of things <laughs> exactly you should and- you should see me play jeopardy Oh, really? Are you good at that, too? Yeah. (laughs) I know the most worthless information. That's good, though. That's good. I've always liked that, actually. Having a little knowledge in a lot of areas, you know, makes you you feel smarter, you know, but whatever. I don't know if it is or not. Um, So thank you, Michelle Preston, for being with us today. I really appreciate this and your sharing. I feel like uh, we're missing a lot of information, but we'll have to catch up and do that again. And if you'd like to learn more about Michelle Preston, you can visit her website at thehighvaluemanproject.com. And that will give you access to her and all of her wonderful teachings. And if you're a man out there thinking, man, I'd just like to have a better life and uh, figure out how things would work, I'd like to have a good partner, successful family, this lady here is someone you want to talk to. She can help you with that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. Absolutely. Thank you, Michelle. And you have yourself a really great evening. Thank you. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Toddcast Show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection. So follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Mira. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the Toddcast Show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode. Hi. 
I'm Todd Mira, host of the Toddcast show, and I want to share something personal with you today. Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had. Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the Toddcast Show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using the special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast to get started today.